Salutations! This is Brennan, Nimble Mind, from the Lost Omens podcast. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. For more podcasts like this, visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafur 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. I believe last episode I started with 71 and everybody's mad at Dan. I think it's still true. Yep. No. <laughs> Just for different reasons. I, I think you, what you meant to say that at the start of this episode was that it was all a dream sequence. No, I'll probably you wake up that. on the boat and none of this ever happened. My high school creative writing teacher would, would yell at us and say that was a sophomore trick and never to use it. And for like short are, stories. What are we? Seniors? <laughs> Juniors? I don't know. I, I think juniors is overstretching. All right. But yeah. <laughs> All right. I, yeah, I think that's perfect for well, us to use. I right. kind of feel we're sophomores. <laughs> well, Dan, I'm actually not mad at you anymore because uh, since we last recorded, Carl's come down with a pretty significant case of Stockholm Syndrome, and he's great. Like, <laughs> no problems. He liked the, uh, the Skyrim reference too much at the end of the last episode. Yeah, everybody understood that. I'm sure some people will. Yeah, I think I think, that, I think he was playing to our base. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> I had to look it I'm up to make sure I got me. the quote just right because I I wasn't sure in the exact wording of it because I haven't played Skyrim a hundred times like some people. I've played it twice. Rude. Yeah, it's kind of targeted. Not at any of us, I think. No. I mean, nothing wrong with it. Like, yeah. People enjoy the game. That's awesome. And they're re-releasing it again. Oh, Samsung fridge. It comes to this fall, actually. <laughs> like the 10th anniversary edition whatever it's like oh my god it's a launch title for the ps5 it's the only good thing to play on it currently i'm pretty sure it has set a new record for most times a game has been released in like different iterations oh probably fair <laughs> just crazy that thanks bethesda crazy. for like not giving it, us anything beat, new it beat pac-man for like most different places it was released so yeah, I, I don't think curious. Pac-Man's even on that list anymore. Mm. I was curious about something like like a really like Tetris legendary game like like yeah Tetris Galaga is great. Or, yeah, but with Tetris has like different versions of it. This is the same game just re-released in slightly different ways over and over and over again. You know, when you make a game as clean and as unbuggy <laughs> as Bethesda does. Right. You really got to double down on how many consoles and systems and yeah, CD Projekt Red was like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> People talked to complained about uh, Cyberpunk 2077 in the discord for a while after they came out. And I was like, you guys are not selling this. Like I was mildly sort of interested. But now I'm like, nope, it sounds like trash. If you don't have the video to see how into this conversation Danny was, <laughs> I would really suggest doing it. 
<laughs> just glazed over. <laughs> Video games. Shoe shopping. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just like slowly pivot us back to role playing at least. I was mm. hoping Cyberpunk was gonna be a shadow run game instead. I think that would have been a much better setting. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man, remember that time we tried to play Shadowrun in college, Alex? I think you were running it until my troll yeah. tried to shoot a shotgun and the game completely fell apart because he couldn't figure out how to roll damage on a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, younger, inexperienced days. It was rough. Yeah, it was. I was like, how many D6s do I roll? How does the scatter property work? What is happening? It was on like eight different pages. It was rough. Yeah. I assume yeah. it's gotten it's better. A, I don't. If know. you're not using a shotgun, uh, yes. <laughs> I have. Uh, I have not kept up with Shadowrun. I like the campaign setting a lot, though. So yeah, same. There's a bunch of nerds that played at our local store the same night that we stream MCP. Mm-hmm. Last time they had Taco Bell, and I never want Taco Bell, but I saw their Taco Bell, and I yeah. was like, "Oh, Taco." Now she I even won't. told me that and I thought it was a joke. I even wrote it down in my joke journal. I was like, ha ha, Danny said such a funny joke today about Taco she Bell. She wanted Taco Bell. And I was like, I had no idea she was being legitimate. Yep. They have a chicken sandwich now. Taco Bell? And by that, I mean a chicken no. sandwich taco. Oh. Okay. What? It's I called the crispy chicken sandwich taco. Well, all right. No, I'm getting for lunch tomorrow. I had them tonight. Real good. It's quite a mouthful. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what you could have brought me. Uh, yeah, I could have. We <laughs> Just got kidding. Pizza. I'm kidding. So is it like the sort of thing where you go to like a burger restaurant and you get a chicken sandwich and then you go to the drive through a Taco Bell and just get a plain tortilla and you stick it in there and you're good or that's so they've kind of combined the bun and a tortilla. It is a very different shell that it has almost like a thinner like bow bun, like it's slightly puffy. It has a fat chicken tender in it with some chipotle ranch sauce, which I ate. Whoa. Wow, ranch. And if you get the spicy version, it has two pickled jalapenos on it. <laughs> All right, I definitely want to try one of these without the jalapenos, but I mean, my baby. pickled. So, yeah. Or pickled. Yeah, that's like a ball game nacho jalapenos. Those aren't hot. No. Yep. That's, yep. Lucky's going to be pickled before this but campaign is over. <laughs> A friend of mine was on her Instagram story. She was making pickled eggs. And I was like, Ugh. does she own Moe's Bar in Springfield? <laughs> she could. <laughs> I had a oh. kid one time. Or was that a story you told me? Now I'm getting, I've been teaching too long, getting things mixed up. Where he just had a jar of pickled eggs and was just eating them in study hall. Wasn't me. Yeah, that was me then. I No, I remember now. Yeah. And he was like sharing them with some people and they come out like pink. Mm hmm. Yeah. And he's just yep. eating them. And I was like, Ryan, put those away. They smell awful. It's funny how he didn't know if that happened to him. But then suddenly he had all this clarity and he was like, oh, I remember these very specific details and the kid's name. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. As I was talking about it, it came back to me more. Isn't that a thing that happens with memory or is that only when you have ADHD? <laughs> you know, you're kind of putting a lot on this ADHD all of a sudden since you started watching TikToks about it. It explains it so well. Every time I see a TikTok about somebody, it's like, this is what it's like living with ADHD. It's like you're it's, describing it's my TikTok. life. TikTok, TikTok yeah. is ADHD. I've, yep. I've backed off a bit in the last okay. few weeks. I've not TikToked. Because you can't on your phone. That's true. <laughs> I know. Rotary phones don't get TikTok. Sorry. <laughs> it, it's 
Is uh is JB still like a a, a TikTok problem? Oh yeah, just that one time. Okay. Yeah, we still thankfully only have the one strike. But they were is it very still strong. a strike, even though we appealed and it got like yeah. returned? You get three. It That's doesn't matter. Stupid. All the appeal does is let that video still be on our TikTok for the seven views it got, because then they didn't show it to anybody. Yeah. That's well, dumb. to be fair, you were talking about three different types of horses. Four, actually. Over poor music. And you mentioned, yeah. <laughs> that was on TikTok. I just picked chill music. It was stupid. It's Netflix and chill music that you Yeah. Picked. All right. Um, what do you got for uh, reveal? Oh, I have a reveal. We're we doing two today? We're gonna Did I hear that before today. we hit record? That's right, because we have so many wonderful listeners that have loved us. Incredibly Ooh. heartfelt reviews that I'm going to do, too. This first one, I'm going to apologize. It's a little bit lengthy. Uh, this is from iKindred, all the way in Germany. Baller. That's awesome. Um, the title is Great Show. And then in quotes, they wrote, this is a creative, funny review. Oh, well, that's good. I think that's that's it. Oh, it's my favorite so review we've ever it. gotten. That, that was the whole review? Yeah. Oh. That review would make Chuck at Elite Showdown so mad. <laughs> <laughs> The one review we got where it actually detailed what the show was made him furious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. funny. Two guys talking about eight things. He was like, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. That was very oh, good. Oh, my goodness. So thank you, I Kindred. We appreciate that. Yeah. All the way in Germany. Yeah. That was a really, a, that was a witty review, I would say. Yes. And it was in quotes. Like, I, very I think funny. it's so funny. <laughs> so funny um all right this next one is from a listener named chris from the real old world he wrote at edinburgh 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 oh no g oh sorry i gotta put some marbles in my mouth to get it right had a few warhammer figures back when i was age 10 or 12 that's where i left it my mid-30s my first child on the way i anticipated my two-week paternity leave being pretty quiet I understood I would not be in the pub, but I guessed I would have would have time to pick up a hobby. Figuring babies basically didn't do much. So, in a pre-baby boozy haze, I decided to pick up Warhammer again. This meant Gotrek and Felix audiobooks, paying an obscene amount for Warhammer Quest, and an equally eye-watering amount of miniatures from eBay. I was rapidly smitten by the proper grimness, the lead models, and the fact every 20 minutes I could spare, I would paint even if all I was doing was tweaking mustaches on Empire State Troops. Anyway, I searched around for some podcast inspiration to understand what exactly gaming looked like for all these minis I had acquired. That's when I found your unrelated but absolutely awesome Wolfwarp podcast. I truly, a truly great listen, and I managed to go from episode 1 to 60 over the course of the first two weeks spent with Ooh. my newborn daughter. Why do I enjoy it so much? Truthfully... Warhammer lore and good banter aside, I just really can't wait to listen to how Lucky dies. Keep up the good work, Chris. Mm. <laughs> Bet on the wrong horse there. A man after my own heart. You know? Oh, man, thanks, Literally Chris. after your heart, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to put it in his wet bag. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, I, I love, love that, that people listen to us and like our show at very different stages of their life. You know, we've yeah. heard a lot mm. of people talk about how it helped them get through like quarantine and just all of the COVID uh, panorama, all that stuff. And then like 
you know, with the anticipation of the birth of your first child and all of that, like, that's really cool. So thank you, Chris, for letting us share that very important time in your life. And the gentleman from the Reinforcer podcast who listened yeah. to it like all over a couple yeah. days. Yeah, because that was after a second shot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, some people, I've heard it from a lot of people that once they find it and fall into it, they fall hard. And it's mm-hmm. just like. Well, that's well, what happened to my former student who I would not. Right. You know, Penn is being into this sort of thing. And she's like, yeah, I binged it all. Well, it's a good thing we have this many episodes. Yeah. Now 72. 72. 72. 72. 72. One of a... I was going to say, sounds culty saying it like that for 72. some reason. Whew. All right. Well, if you haven't joined the Patreon yet after 72, 71 episodes, hope maybe you will after 72 at patreon.com slash professional casual. We're going to be adding some... If we haven't yet, we will be adding some new content to really spice up Patreon Wednesdays. Yeah, We're going to yeah. have a couple different options here. Now that only pants went down. <laughs> as far as I understand, they retracted all that. Oh, okay. It's not happening now. Taylor was telling me. I don't know how true that is. What happened? What? The OnlyFans is going back on what they were going oh. to do. I have heard that they have gone back on what they were going to do. Yeah. Uh, but OnlyFans aside, on our Patreon, we're going to have a couple new options at the $5 and $10 tiers. What is that? The intern and amateur tiers? The No. Amateur and intimidating interns and something amateurs. Yes, I think inspiring amateurs. amateurs. Yes. Uh, so at the five dollar to be able to choose one of two choices with the choose getting a new NPC or monster or some kind of creature like that um, every Wednesday for either WFRP for war for woof. Warp. I still can't even say it right when I try to do it the other way. Woof. Yeah. Woof. Or Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Mm-hmm. At the $10 tier, you'll be getting both. Mm-hmm. We're really, really excited about um, this new content. We're going to be creating um, NPCs, things that you can throw into your game wherever. We'll try. We'll be including little plot hooks, ways that they can interact with your party, personality, quirks, and things like that, along with, of course, their profile and backstory and all that. Um, and we're going to be creating some new monsters as well for both Wolfrup and pathfinder 2 um so if you're really just into one game you'll get that you can choose one of those to get at the five dollar tier or if you want both that'll be at the ten dollar tier and this is stuff that like we are creating yes yes so even if you're not like if you want it for wolf and you don't really care about pathfinder i think it's still really worth it to get it at the ten dollar tier to get both because like we're gonna ask jb to do some of these and you know how he is could literally get like a toe person well you will get at least one monster each month with a gun with a gun (laughs) um and the important thing is that both of these things and both of these tiers are are, in addition to all the things already at those tiers we're adding this to those yes not a new separate tier or anything like that more bolster that patreon because i mean you know why not do more (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why not I don't know I mean JB you're sleeping three hours a night I think that's a little bit too much I, I don't think it's enough if he's got a notebook open he's already writing down ideas for yep. PCs and monsters it's just oh. gun written over and over, and over again. Danny if we want folks to do more I think that we should just say like uh, at a $20 tier that you can get your username tattooed on Mina 
Yeah. And who's going to see? There you go. <laughs> Slap it right on there. We do have ideas in the pipe for new stuff at the $20 chair yet, but we're not ready to announce that. It was funny. I'll, so I'll we were we were kind of talking about like dangle. patron stuff uh, with Dan's sister when we were on vacation up in Maine. And she is... Uh, how would you describe your sister in a way that we can put on a family-friendly podcast? She, I mean, she's not into this stuff at all. Not even a little bit. Uh, but she's a pragmatist. She's meaning without any tactfulness or personality. Yeah. She's very oh, pragmatic, she very realistic. Oh, that's yeah. Fair. <laughs> she has personality. It's just not nice. Um, but I had said something about like the cake sitters, and if you do it for a year, they'll pick a tattoo, whatever. And she was like appalled, and she's like, "Seriously?" And I'm like, "Yeah, who cares?" Mind you, she has a like flattened like roadkill frog tattooed on her pelvic region, and she's judging me for like, "Yeah, I might get a Hello Kitty." tattoo somewhere on the pelvic region like her like hip bone gotcha okay yeah um i think so, it's a grateful dead thing it is but so, the like and frog mm-hmm. yeah huh um but yeah she was like seriously and i was like well i mean like they're gonna put out things and i get to pick the top five and then they're gonna vote and i get to pick where it is and she was still like ah. i was like whatever it's fun all right i'm sure everybody's dying to know what is happening to the characters you know i thought we could I talk am. a little bit more yeah <laughs> i know you don't want to get all nervous rumble guts so oh, god putting it off as far along as you can i'm sure but we left off with bruno mina and lucky so I got all those names right on the first try. Wow. You at, looked at us when you did it. That was I think eye contact that important. I yeah. think the, that helped. <laughs> the name tags also helped. Yeah. <laughs> if only. Mm-hmm. Um, Once again, our, thank you to our patrons for letting us get yes. these big neon lights above all of our heads <laughs> yep. so we can call us by the correct names. Yeah. <laughs> Stretch goals. Wow, man, that would be awesome. Uh, are at the burnt out farm with six dwarves that have... That Lucky ran back to town to get. Carl, on the other hand, has woken up in a strange room with a one gut bag stoat throttler. (laughs) It's the best name. Yeah. I I love it so much. That's so super weird. That is the name of my OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) Standing over him. Welcoming him back to the world of wakefulness. Real quick, I want to double check everybody here. You updated your wounds from resting at the end of last episode, correct? Yep, and uh, we got our fortune points back. (laughs) Pretty sure you just did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mine are full. (laughs) Yeah. Carl's are now, too, after he uh, used the fate point to not bleed to death. (laughs) He literally gave him back to us last episode. Yeah. We rested for a night? No, I just edited it before we recorded, so I know. Yeah, you should have rolled to get wounds back, GB. All right. (laughs) All right, good. All right, so we're going to jump back to those of you at the barn first. We'll make Carl and Alex suffer a little bit longer. What do we got going on? We're all suffering. I just want to put that out there. So we have realized at this point that um, the Carl's gone, right? And that he wasn't on the road at any point right. along uh, my track, at least. Right. I don't see why we're messing around. 
there's there's only one place that he would be and we either need to backtrack along the road, which, listen, I was there and Griggs was there. If Carl was on either side of the road, we would have seen it. Yeah, we, we would have. Good thing that uh, you didn't see it, though. Quack. Are you missing Greeks now? What? Oh my god. Um, yes, no, I am um, fully believing, and the dwarves went back and looked as well. There is no sign of Carl on the road. He must have been taken. He was uh, pursued by a large horde of goblins uh, and the wolf uh, sacrificing himself for pie boy over here. Sacrificing himself? I wouldn't think he would do that. That's not in his wheelhouse. <laughs> Just Alex's look of incredulity like, what? <laughs> Bruno. So what time of day you said that we rested? Yeah, so it's like early morning so at morning. this point. Probably went back to the boat. Uh, <sighs> no, there's no way. I don't think so. He would have been on the road. We would have passed him if he was walking back casually to the boat. True. And he was being chased by that big wolf, eh? What? The, the wolf? Yes, the yeah. big uh, goblin with the fancy dress uh, crown on a wolf. Oh, yeah. Giddy up. Uh, I... I... Uh, I... Perhaps, um, perhaps he was overtaken by uh, goblins. We would have seen something on the road, though, if he was injured or don't even want to say the alternative. Yeah. Perhaps he led them off the well, road or. Hold on. So, like, between the three of us. Yes. Um, and I kind of try to pull them a little away from the dwarves so we can have this conversation. But um, I so I told the dwarves that um, their buddy, the prospector there, might still be alive in the tower. Oh, no, he's he's definitely uh, dead. Listen, we don't know that for oh, certain. Okay. Um, you're not a medical professional. Also, no. remember, you were super unconscious on account of all of the arrows in you. So, yeah, uh, Bruno doesn't know about that either. Oh, no, yeah. Sorry. So, <laughs> uh, I just I, I think. If we didn't see him on the road, he's got to be at the tower. And I may have told all of these guys that Durnak was was at the tower and also savable. Oh, so. Well, he is at the tower and I yeah. think save is a very um, loose word, like save, like save his body to hmm. bury in proper dwarven fashion as possible. Correct. So, um. It's pretty adamant about it last night. I think we should just kind of get to that tower as quickly as possible. Mm. Because, like I said, we were on the road. I was scouting. Griggs was scouting. If Carl came back that way at any point, we would have seen him. Crack. Exactly. Yes. Um, does Mina know that goblins are nocturnal? Yeah, the dwarves told us that we should rest because... Yeah, okay. both Durak and Gorim now have said that like attacking during the day is better because they don't like the sun. You know, you saw when you fled the tower, they didn't pursue you because the sun was still up. Mm. They're not like vampires. They're not going to like burst into flames or anything like that, you know, but they don't like it. Yeah. They don't okay. like it. I mean, 
So now sun is coming up is perhaps best time to go to the tower. Yes, ab absolutely. I, thought. I mean, Carl already would have probably, you know, fell asleep on a night shift like if he were here. So like we need to get there now. <clears throat> Manlings. Yeah. Got a moment. For you, Sir Dwarf, I have at least three. How, how many moments do we really have with Darnak still alive and in peril? So uh, Gorham stomps his way over, holding his big old two-handed warhammer. Says, scouts, come back. Isim and Bronda had some interesting news. Mm. They found tracks of the goblins heading back to the tower, mm. as we expected. As you said, they came from in, in the first place. We figured that's where they're going to go back. We did find some interesting looking tracks. Best we can tell, it looks like a manling was dragged. <gasps> his feet dragging along the ground. Oh no, must have been Carl. Listen, ever since I've known him, Carl's been a drag. Did you find his oar? <laughs> An oar? Yeah, like he likes to carry an oar around even on land. We didn't find any items, no. Hmm. All right. But they did travel back to the tower and it looks like the goblins are holed up back in there. So I think now is the time to strike. I got some ideas. We did build the place. I know the layout and everything. So mm. I've got a plan. When we were in there before, they were coming out of every crevice, every corridor. There's doors all over the place. Yep. Oh, yeah. I know where all the doors are. Installed all of them myself. So then you are the person to help us uh, infiltrate this building. I believe so. So we can save our men and your men. Yes. How how are your men's uh, armor, uh, especially on the legs? They like they have like leg seeking arrows. Mm, I'm not too like. worried about that. No. So tell me what happened to you, Manling. What where explain to me everything you remember up until. All right. So we uh, destroyed the mine, uh, destroyed killing it. all of the goblins. You destroyed the mine. Completely killed the whole mine. It okay. was it was like overflowing with goblins, and we shot them all. I shot them all. Oh, and right, with your manling thing over there. The hand cannon, as I like to call it. Or the man cannon. Eh? Nah? The hannon. Interesting. Hand oh, the hannon. Han the hannon. Anyways, I killed them all. All right, so what happened at the tower? We went into the tower because we weren't going back to the town like no... Uh, party that's not going back to town and that's and true that's not the party we were no and we were like let's go find this lady of the tower and warn her that her mine was now killed in a warn telka yeah okay and so we went in there and then i got shot like a thousand times with arrows where were you when you got shot right here in the knee no where in the and tower? in the nope in the in this other knee and then the thigh here. He just turns to Mina and he says, man, like, where was he when he got shot? He was in circular uh, room just past uh, main hallway that went to like uh, dry goods. Makes cupboard. sense. I think when we get there, we'll clear out the first floor before we enter that mid room because all the doors lead right into it. And I'm assuming they just creaked open those doors and shot from cover. May I ask you, sir, mm -hmm. as, as an architect and construction man, um, dwarf, sorry. Uh, was the layout of the tower uh, Itaka's design and preference or was something you concocted? She had some input, yeah. Interesting. She liked the idea of the, the room circling that mid-room, but it was... She didn't want any windows except for on the very top, so we had to have come uh, some 
inspiring engineering to get light into all the rooms without them having all their own windows. Mm. Oh, did she say one no windows? It's very interesting. No, didn't ask. Hmm. Wasn't my business. Hmm. At this point, I'm assuming you guys are kind of walking and talking. Yeah. Yeah. Very slowly. Or you're at half speed, aren't you? I have a car. Oh, Bruno. So Bruno can walk a maximum of two miles an hour. But he can ride. As fast as the car goes. Uh Uh-huh. Which is three miles an hour. Yeah. Dwarves have movement three. Look at you. Additional mile an hour. 50% faster. Yeah. Dan, don't try to talk about it like it's a negative thing. Uh, This is a major accomplishment for us. What is? The cart? Him being able to go three instead of two. I I wasn't. That is half again what I was able to do. Yeah. Yeah. 150%. Bruno gives 150%. Mm -hmm. All the Sure does. (laughs) Yup. Oh, my gosh. Um, So... You guys are walking along. He's uh, so Gorm. He wants. He's got. I got a plan. Okay. I will go with the three of you. Once we enter the 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 tower, we can go to the right or to the left or straight ahead. Straight Mm. ahead. Right. As I'm sure you saw. Mm. Direct action. I will take you three to the right. Mm. The other doors here will will have to go into the middle room for just a moment. But once you get past the closet, all the rooms connect. Was that the uh, latrine? Oh, goblins. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. They turned that room into that. It's filthy beasts. So stinky. But we, they'll they'll run through that middle room and start clearing out the left side. We'll clear out the right. Once we meet in the middle, we'll head upstairs. Layout's pretty similar up there. We got a balcony around the middle, again, to let that light through. Uh, and once you enter any of the doors, shoot anything that moves. All of the rooms connect to each other. Well, your manling friend might be there, right? You probably don't want to shoot him with that gun of yours. Anything. <laughs> Bruno's such a menace. So, that'd be my plan. Um. Yeah, that, that sounds... That sounds uh, okay. Uh, I have a plan that's better than yours. <laughs> oh, I'd love to hear this, man. All right. <laughs> I know that uh, all your dwarven engineering has a keystone that if we take out the keystone, it all falls down. Now, you so, see, that's a <laughs> mighty insulting uh, stereotype there. That's no doors are never built like that. That seems foolish. Oh, do not insult them. We need their help to get Carl back. That sounded like really smart for a second. Is that like a thing? No. Why would we make one stone bring the whole place down? What happened if it was removed by accident? Or like, like someone... Or some fool mainly bonked their head into it. With no. the bottom. Oh. Well, the keystone's at the top of an archway. Oh. I thought it was like a, a piece of the... You know, like the the wooden block game and you pull a piece out and stack it on top and you try to go. No, we don't play games. Oh, Kistenga. Yes. Yep. Yes. Well, I guess it'll be a good thing this morning that Atelka didn't want any windows because it'll be real hard for the goblins to know we're coming. Mm. I expect they're all sleeping anyway. Do you think they will expect us? They must be expecting us. They must know we will come for Carl. I don't know if goblins would think that far ahead. They're pretty stupid buggers. <sighs> Well, they definitely wouldn't assume that we are coming with a whole bunch of dwarves mm-hmm. that specifically help build the place. Sounds like 
We have more than enough here. Me and my hammer will take care of plenty. I certainly hope so. And I hope, you know, as just an average person here, I certainly hope that you have better plan than other dwarves who have come to our aid. Mm -hmm. And my bow. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I really should get ranged weapon. Carl. You awoke to this goblin taunting you a bit. Said you saw Durek's head on us on the one of the posts of the bed in he's, this room. He's fine. That. <laughs> there was a painting that, right? on the wall of a fairly attractive woman, and you noticed that it had the painting had the same tiara that uh, Gutbag is wearing. You don't know his name yet, but I just like to use this name because it's Gutbag Stoat Throttler. I'm gonna start using that as like. An insult or a term of endearment. Get over here, gut bag. <laughs> I think stolt throttler is really where it... Right? So good. Did you say that she is wearing the same circlet that the goblin was? Yes. Okay. All right, that's... Player Alex knows what's going on here a little bit. <laughs> so as you're laying there, you realize that that wolf that took you down initially is also in the room, just kind of laying laying on the bed with his big paws overhanging the side with his head between him, just looking at you. And the goblin kind of paces back and forth with his hands behind his back. And he says, now you're going to tell me everything. What are you doing in my tower? I'm sort of waking up and getting my bearings this is i i didn't expect to be here no 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 i Where, I, I brought you here what were you doing here before I, I wasn't here before you brought me here i you were here yesterday with some other stinking humans what were you doing oh this is this is atelka's tower it was now, what were you doing here? He starts, oh. he pulls his sword out and starts to poke you with a little bit, like in the ribs. You're going to talk. You're going to tell me everything. We were going to tell her that there were some goblins outside. Well, she knows. Well, I didn't know that she knew. <laughs> but well, why were you going to tell her that? I... No offense, but most people don't particularly want goblins living next to them. It's well, that's offensive. He pulls from his robe, like in the sleeve of his robe, he pulls out a little vial and he says, you say one more nasty thing like that. And he just holds it up threateningly. There's a little glass vial kind of half filled with liquid. He's threat. He holds it up like he's going to throw it at you if you make him mad. I, I mean, I, I've never been threatened with a little bit of nasty water before, but I. This I, is I poison. I, oh, that's even nastier. Right. So tell me what you're doing here. And he pokes you in the ribs a little bit harder. I, like I like I said, I'm honestly, we were going to warn Atelka about the goblins. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Why were you here with the dwarf? <laughs> he didn't last very long. And he points with his sword at the head on the post of the bed. And the wolf kind of looks up at it and goes, 
sniffs at it and then licks some of the drying blood. I, well, you know, to be a little bit honest, I, I, in light of these circumstances, I, I guess I could say that my, my friends and I, we've been kind of adventuring and, well, we found out that there's some bad things happening to the dwarves and they're getting a bad rap. And we were thinking maybe we could exonerate the dwarves. A bad rap? <laughs> that sounds fun. Why? Well, you know, people saying that the dwarves are burning down farms and <laughs> um, people thought the dwarves were doing that. <laughs> oh, that's so much better. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's pretty silly, too. I mean, dwarves don't usually go building or, you know, burning things down. They're more about building things. And, mm -hmm. you know, that. It, we were just I doing mean, it because it was fun. And Tucka didn't tell us not to anymore. So that's even better than the dwarves. <laughs> the people thought dwarves were doing it. They're so stupid. Stupid people. Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions, but. What? You know, now, now that we've kind of bonded about this, yeah. you know, farm burning thing, maybe I could, you know, like leave and then maybe come back later and we can hang out. But leave? Leave? No, you're going to be dinner tonight. Oh, I'm got some be preparations for dinner. Finish. You're going to be the main course. We just have to figure out how Dumpling wants to prepare you. So, I think I'm going to go talk with her. Bye. And then he just leaves the room and shuts the door behind him. Carl, like, he definitely appreciates that he's in a bad situation. Uh, so I guess the first thing I'm going to do is kind of do any kind of looking around to see if there are exits to this room that are not that door. So looking around, you see the door he went out uh, and then you see two other doors on like walls opposite each other, but they're not like the whole room is not square. It's kind of like trapezoidal. It's very strange. Hmm. Is there anything about those doors that might indicate something about where they might go or um, what make, might be behind the doors? Make a average perception check. All right. Uh, with an average perception check, uh, that is two success levels. All right. So you see the door that's basically to the north, we'll say northeast. It looks like it's not it's like off kilter a bit. And you see some blackened areas around the door frame and on the floor. It looks like this door is just kind of in place, not on hinges anymore. Well, there's a goblin that's going to eat me behind one door. And I've got a mystery before behind door number two. Is there anything about the other door or does it look? So the door that's like standard like, door, the door that's like to the south of you, uh, not too far mm -hmm. away is basically it, it seems pretty standard. It's just a wooden door. You, I wouldn't point you do notice the floor that you're on is wooden as well. Well, I think I'm going to go ahead and check out this uh, door that has some problems with it. 
So you get up and go over there? Yeah. Uh, as soon as you get up, the wolf is like... Like as soon as you sit up, like not even on your feet yet, and it like start you. I'm assuming you look at it, you see the hair on its back is all bristled up, and it's baring its teeth. Uh, well, I'm. Boy, I think it's. Uh, hmm. I think it's time for me to make a uh, charm animal check. Oh, <laughs> charm <laughs> animal. Hey, you, you have hey, charm puppy. animal. Yeah, remember? It's a basic skill. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's the only person that's been able to calm those birds down. Oh, that's mm. totally true. Didn't he do something <laughs> with the horses, too, like episode two? Yeah, he made a Oh, the horse, horse whisperer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I lost my wolf stats. I gotta, uh, what am I going to pose this with? They don't have much going on Have here. him make a cool check. I was thinking cool. It's difficult. Let me double check if there's anything specific under the skill here. I don't think difficult checks are very cool, personally. It's cool when Dan has to make them, though. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. No, that's super yep. fair. Yep. I mean, fair. I mean, I don't I don't want to make a cool check for this wolf. Its <laughs> willpower is really low. Ooh. Sounds like maybe I've solved your dog puzzle then. <laughs> All right. So let's take a look at this. So your aptitude for befriending, quickly calming or subjugating animals. Passing a charm animal test allows you to influence the behavior of one or more animals to a maximum of willpower bonus plus success levels. If the target animals are naturally docile, this test may be uncontested, but will generally be opposed by the target's willpower. We're not in combat. So it's just straight up opposed by the wolves willpower. I'm going to bring back out the dice of doom, death and destruction for this because I need a low roll. <laughs> How'd you do? I got one success level, which is an accomplishment with my uh, rolling on a 31. Uh, here's good news. I got eight negative success levels. What did you roll? Wow. <laughs> what did you this roll? Four. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <gasps> JB, did you touch his dice? No. It's because it's not a combat roll. The dice of doom, death, and destruction don't care about non-combat rolls, apparently. So I would say this wolf is trained by this goblin, and you essentially convince, like, like you said, is it my wolf now? It's it's not like your pet <laughs> immediately, but I think he it's gonna be more like it's a little confused now, because it's like, I know I'm supposed to fight this dude, but Maybe I don't know what how how do you what did you do to charm this wolf? I I said, uh, hey, puppy, and I just lay laid there without moving and I try to entice this this dog to come over and very, very slowly. I'm in that ear and <laughs> I'm just going to slowly work on melting this dog with just increasingly nice pets. Oh, dogs love nice pets. <laughs> That's so good. I don't get yeah. a dog melting spell till much later. Right? <laughs> Can you imagine? Let's just like in my wildest fantasies as far as this game goes, we come charging up to the tower, right? We're here to save Carl. And he just comes like casually traipsing out of this place with the wolf at his side. So now we've got Griggs the duck. We've got Carl's wolf. <laughs> Like, who he could call Carl's Jr. <laughs> Here's the best part. Bruno's going to shoot anything that moves inside the tower, and he doesn't know that he's in front of this wolf. That dog's done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Um, oh my God. So we are going to jump back to the rest of the crew, who is now with six dwarves outside the tower. Um, so those of you on Foundry, you should be able to see the ta- what you've explored in the tower so far. Yep. And as I'm sure we've all figured, Carl's in the tower as well, and he can see that room. We got a bunch of tokens here. So uh, Gorham, for those of you watching the video, is the one with the big black beard and his arms crossed. I'll put him next to the rest of the party. (laughs) I really dislike the fact that uh, I have two bloody marks on my face on my uh, token there. Oh, wow. I mean, you did that yourself. I don't know how to take those off. So I don't know how to do that either. (laughs) Are those your bleeding conditions? I think so. Yeah, yeah, bleeding So for a while he had bleeding conditions. Um, so yeah, we get to the tower. <laughs> Gorham already filled you in on his plan, and he says, "Let's get to it." All right. You just so, gotta go in okay. to the right. It is fine. Everything is fine. So you guys are gonna go back in that first entrance hallway. And then the other dwarves, they kind of walk in. They're led by Ism, who um, has this big white beard. And he gets to the end of that hallway to that big room where Bruno and Durak went down. Um, And he kind of looks back and forth real quick. He sniffs the air, as you kind of seen Durak do, because God won't smell bad. Mm. He's like, and then he nods to the others and they just run as quickly as dwarves can into the first door to the left where goblins had come out of before. And you guys are going to head to the right? Correct. Yes. With the dwarf in front. My trusty bow and arrow are at the ready. Durek is totally fine being at the front. I assume Mina has her sword and shield out. Yes, I do. And how's, what's Bruno got? I'm going to cover everyone's back with my gun. <laughs> my gun. All right, so this first room, you got a very brief glimpse of it last time when Mina was getting stabbed in the back by goblins through this doorway. <laughs> wow, well, she just couldn't like a find a doorway to stab someone a whole bunch of times out of and then remain completely invisible to them. <laughs> I can't see a thing through it. Right? <laughs> so you enter this room and it looks kind of like a, a more or less like a bedroom. So you, as soon as you go in, there's a, a bed to the right, there's a couple little. Uh, it's a small bed, though, not like a goblin sized bed. It could be. Oh, but it looks kind of tidy in here like this. You also all notice immediately doesn't smell as bad as the other areas you've been in. There's a nice rug in the middle of the room. There's a couple like dressers and things and then just s- some random stuff in Is the corners. Is there any food in this room? Uh, not that you see right away. Do you want to look around at all? Yes. Where do you what are you looking? I'll look in the drawers. OK. What do I find in the drawers? Uh, You see mostly clothes. I'm going to hold up some of the clothing. They seem small, like almost child size. Female or male? Uh, You're not too sure. They're really simple. I'm not sure. It's dress or pants. That's like pants. Okay. There's an apron, too. Hmm. Child size? Yeah. Halfling size? Uh, Could be. Hmm. Goblin sized. Also could be. That is a nice goblin pair of pants. Mm. Yes. I thought perhaps if it was halfling room, there would be like food hidden. Mm. You know how the halflings are. Everybody may or the three of you in this room make a perception test. We need dice for today. 
Carl, I want you to make a hard perception test. Which is minus 20. I rolled a four. Wow. I rolled a 14. Wow. Boone, did you roll a 24? Because that'd be dope. No, I rolled a 50. <laughs> Which I assume was a fail. Was it super easy? No. no. Just for you guys, it was challenging. For Carl, it was hard. No. It, so, I mean, I rolled a, like a four plus 93. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're too busy slowly petting the wolf. Um, so, Mina and Lucky. Uh-huh. Uh, you hear the... This guy. This is a pretty good GM. Knowing our names. Right. I had a what? migraine earlier today and my brain's still working. It's wow. crazy. Uh, bananas. Uh, you hear the obvious sounds of fighting. Oh, no. And, you know, a few rooms away. Like in a place where those other dwarves went? Yes. I try. You assume it's the other dwarves found some goblins. I'm sure they have it. They're well-equipped. Yeah. Tough dwarves. I think we should just forge ahead. I'd honestly be more worried if we didn't hear sounds of fighting. Mm. You know? Yes. What do you think, Borum? They know the plan. We press on. I like the way you think. You are a good commander. So you guys head to the next door? Yep. Uh, you all hear a sneeze. <laughs> God bless you. I, I, does Bruno need to make a check to see if that gun goes off? <laughs> <laughs> Are you that on edge? Uh, no, but itchy trigger finger and all that. I would assume Bruno knows enough not to heap your finger on the trigger all the time. What? I don't know. Oh, right. This is episode 72. I was yeah. trying to be nice, but okay. I do not know this guy. <laughs> oh. I was trying to be nice. Fool. He's got this thing like on someone's shoulder, ready to like. Do you think you need a test to see if the sneeze scares you to trade? I would trigger? hope not. I mean, I'm not scared by a sneeze. Okay. Just, well, maybe now in today's environment, but. <laughs> but not uh, Bruno. Too true. Not Bruno. Yeah. He's not scared oh. by a sneeze. He ain't afraid of no sneeze. Mm. He's, it sounds like it was in this room. In this room? Yeah. Behind us or in front of us? You're not too sure. It kind of reverberates around. Maybe behind you. I'm going to turn oh. around. Oh. Every now and then, it seems a little bit. Sorry. A, a nice slow turn with that gun. <laughs> Sweep um, the area. Mm, sounds like someone's in here. Where could that be? They've got to be maybe under one of the beds or something. Yes, let's look. Who's looking under the bed? I will. Mina, you I kneel down it. and pull up the blankets. Look under the bed. Murder you. Yep. Sure do. Uh, you see a little face peering back at you. What kind of little face? Looks like an old halfling woman. Oh, what? look and at you. Goes, ah! Oh, you're, you're not a goblin. Oh, hello. Hello, ma'am. I'm so sorry. <gasps> I did not mean to startle you. Yeah. Hi. My name is Mina Fisher. My name is Dumpling Hayfoot. Hello. Hello, Miss Hayfoot. Um, hey. Would you like to come out so we may? No. Okay. What's happening? We are here uh, to get the goblins out and save our friend. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yes, do that. You live here? Yeah. In this room? Uh-huh. You keep a wonderfully tidy room. You know what's in her hand? She trembling. She's holding a meat tenderizer. Oh, ma'am. Yeah. I mean, the goblins aren't... No, they're the worst. But, I mean... I, I don't know. 
I'm still here, I guess. <laughs> Can you tell me what happened? Have the the goblins took over? Where is Atelka? What the, happened no, there? They've been around. Uh, uh, Miss Atelka uh, left the other day, and the goblins just... God, yeah, they took over, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Where did the Telka go? I, uh, she didn't really tell me. Um, are you, you, um, are some kind of, I'm assuming, chef? I, I'm, your, I'm Mr. Telka's cook, yeah. Based on your meat tenderizer weapon, uh-huh. which is a good idea. Um, Mina, why are you talking to that bed? There is halfling woman under here. I knew there was halfling woman here. Oh, uh, do I you smell her? No, I could tell because her bed was little and her clothes were little. Oh. I know it. I assumed it was a neat goblin. Oh, oh yeah. So there, there, there was this, 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 uh, this, this thin fella came and met with Miss Atelka and she told me they were going to, they went to Norn's River to get some bear pills. That's what it was. Uh, a, a thin guy? Went to a bear? Yeah, river? he had, um... Kind of uh, reddish hair. He, he was kind of tall for 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 you tall folks. Um, it was a weird cut, almost oh. halfling like. How long ago was this? A couple of days. Yeah. Why do you? Yeah. Okay. And what river was this? I'm sorry. Oh, they went to Narns River. Narns River. Yeah. For bear pills. Yeah. Bear pills. Hmm. That, For the bear pills. That uh, that makes you a bear in bed, I bet. Oh, you yeah. You know those like little a, blue pills that uh, people... A transmogrification pill. Right. Yeah. Yes. No, that makes sense. That tracks. Um, You don't happen to know this dude's name? Oh, no. No, I never asked. Uh, Bruno's... He had a bit of a weaselly face. Bruno's giving me some enlightenment here. Can I roll to see if this dude might be my dad? <laughs> sure. What are you rolling? Um, <laughs> what? That'd be hilarious. Let's, is there a dice roll that he can get where it will be his dad? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out after he rolls. A um, hundred? A ninety-nine? That'd be perfect. Lore Reichland? <laughs> I'll let you make a difficult intuition test to see if this description reminds you of anybody. Isn't this like Lord Dad? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do have a rank in Lord Dad. Can I use that? A difficult intuition test. Uh, You're a benevolent GM. (laughs) Difficult intuition. So my intuition is a 37. So that I need to roll a 17 or less. 27. 27. Difficult's only minus two. Oh, yep. All right. That's why you're benevolent. I rolled an 80. <laughs> if I use a fortune point, that'll be a 79. If you so, roll a fortune point, you can re-roll. No, uh, yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'll re-roll into a 79. Oh, oh I thought, okay. That's 100% that of the that time tracks. I've done that, it's yep. turned into a 79. Yep. So it doesn't, doesn't ring a bell right away. That could be my dad. But... Mm-hmm. It could All be. Right. It always could be. My dad does usually look for things. I don't know what bear pills are, but it sounds like something he would probably want. Miss Miss Hayfoot, um, you're safe in this room. The the goblins haven't come in, or if they have come in, they haven't found you. All right. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Do the goblins know you are here? They must. Yeah, I've been cooking for them too. Oh. Oh. What but there's been a lot of ruckus the last couple of days. Yes, we tried to come once and he got shot. Like yeah, did you hear me screaming? I did. Yeah, I heard a lot I, of screaming. I got stabbed in this very doorway. <laughs> I, yeah. It's foolish. They told me, get out of the way, woman. Which is silly. I'm a halfling, not a woman. But okay. Um, How long have you been eh. cooking for the goblins? Just a couple of days. Oh, okay. What do they eat? Whatever. It's... Ugh. Uh, just... Ugh. They have low expectations, I'm sure. Yes. You cannot even um, properly flex your chef muscle. No, they don't care. Where's Where's the kitchen? To the next The next door. Oh, great. Uh, let's Let's traipse on over there. Uh huh. Let's continue this conversation in the kitchen. Good luck. No, with you. No. I, I'll tell you what. Who else is gonna make the pies? Wait, why Why not? Well, I don't know. There are goblins. There's lots. No, you in stay the here. kitchen. Maybe I don't know. You stay here, you'll be safe. Okay. We will clear out the, the goblin problem and then clear uh, out the kitchen. My friend Bruno here, he loves a halfling made pie. Yes. You you clear the goblins. I'll make you all the pies you want. Oh, wonderful. No, not a problem Deal. at all. I shake her hand. Real quick question, though. Important. Do you prefer meat pies or fruit pies? I don't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As Bruno takes a very deep breath to go into it. Very yeah. This is actually a, a question from a listener on Facebook that I meant to ask at the beginning of the show, mm. but I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to wheel, weave it into the story. Yeah. Thanks. I think it was Andy House. I, I want to say it's going to be a meat pie for, for Bruno. Good thing I have this. She holds up her little meat tenderizer. Mm. So good, 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 good luck with those goblins. How many, how many do you think are in here? Does it matter? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You don't know? I There's mean, a you're... lot of them. There's like 30. 30? Goblins? Yeah. They have like a total? bunch of wolves too. Or just in the tower. Huh? You cooked for 30 goblins? I have. That could include the ones in the, in the Caves, mine yeah. though. Did you cook oh, for yeah, I don't think they always all stay in the tower. It's not enough room. Gorm's at the door and he's like, let's go. You're super numerate. How many goblins do you think he shot? And I count them up real quick, and I'm about like 30. Oh, so we're pretty safe at this yeah. point. I think there's zero goblins left. On to the kitchen, really? There you go. All right, Miss Hayfoot, you stay here. We will come get you when it's safe. No, no, no. She should come with us just no. to be in the kitchen. No. Get a jump on those pies. Oh, um, if a bunch of goblins come in behind us, uh, just say, Wah. and we'll we'll know they're coming, okay? Mm. Uh, oh, okay. Holmes, like, let's hey. go. Okay, some of us are trying to do investigative work. Yeah, here. we get it. You're hungry. <laughs> You're hungry. We'll go to the kitchen. <laughs> All right, Carl. I'm gonna jump back to you for a moment here. Um, what are you doing with the dog? With the wolf? Are you getting me calling a dog? Uh, well, this newly domesticated dog and I are. <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna. It, Come on, come on, puppy. Let's go. And gonna check out that door that looks messed up now. The wolf kind of cocks its head at you, like, mm, but doesn't move. That's fine. <laughs> so you go investigate that door. Um, mm -hmm. It's clearly off its hinges. Um, and you see it's like blackened all around the edge. Um, if you open up the door, 
you see as, as long as the dog doesn't make a fearful reaction when I start, you know, getting into this door. No, you see the dog's just kind of the wolf is just kind of watching you at this point. It's not doesn't seem to be as hostile at the moment. Uh, but you open up this door. Um, says the windows in here have all been smashed. There shouldn't be any windows. Why does it say that? Uh, furniture has been used for firewood is all ripped apart. Uh, remains of a fire visible in the center of the room. There's a mixture of burnt woodwork and bones in the center. But everything else in here has been ruined. Hmm. But you said windows, didn't you? I started to. I'm not sure why that's in the description. There aren't any windows on the out, like on the outside walls here. All right. Well, uh, looking around this room is truly everything smashed. Are, are there any like potential hiding places here? Should I need them? Doesn't look like Can it I, there. And there's one okay. other doorway across the way. Um, Carl's gonna go up to that door and uh, take a listen to see what's on the other side of it. All right, we'll have you make another hard perception test. That is not. It's not as good when you make it hard, Dan. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. Sorry. That, <laughs> I'm going to podcast jail now. No, I would have failed that even if it was uh, challenging. Sure. It's two negative success levels. You don't hear anything. Wouldn't jump back downstairs. The rest of you are in the kitchen. Uh, looks pretty standard. You see like a stove slash oven thing against the wall. There's a giant uh, like dining table in the center of the room. Also preparation area with a couple stools around it. But this room seems fairly tidy as well like the bedroom was you figure dumpling kind of has the run of these areas and she keeps it tidy are there any potatoes uh you want to take a minute to look around yep Gorham's like we don't have time for that let's go he's up at the next door already all right do you want to still look yeah as i walk through yeah i can just look around all right you find a little like bucket of potatoes i'm gonna grab a potato okay i'm gonna toss it to bruno <gasps> bruno you catch Ooh. it? Oh, potato. His gun's gonna go with off. my mouth. <laughs> with my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> oh my god. Catch it in the barrel of your blunderbuss. Oh gosh, no. Now it's a potato gun. <laughs> now it's a potato gun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rock and roll. I just love that you're walking. Just catch it in your teeth. Like a That's shark so out of the water. You would. All right, so get to the last doorway or said you'd meet them around in the middle you figure that's about where you are and i i yell back to the other room i'm like it's okay dumpling you can come in now you hear no no, no. start making the buys <laughs> oh uh so you get to the uh gorm opens the doorway and steps through and you hear ah you see a couple of goblins in this room we're gonna enter initiative here here let's go we Go. I'm going to include Carl in the initiative to see what he's doing at the same time upstairs. Yeah. So we're going to start with Carl, actually. All right. Well, um, you know, I think he's going to slowly creak open the door and see if he can't peek what's on the other side. 
you slowly open the door and it's like as it scrapes along broken glass on the floor. Oh snap. Ooh. You open it up and you see one of those another one of those kind of trapezoidal rooms that you're used to now. In here, says this room is in ruins. Broken shards of glass cover the floor. Tables and workbenches are broken and charred. Marks on the floor show where other tables stood, but they have been since burned. Looks like this is some kind of laboratory. A bunch of like you saw at the bottom uh, or like you saw in the the signal tower. Mm -hmm. Very similar to that, except most pretty much everything in here is broken. Well, um, as interested as I am in this, I don't think Carl is. <laughs> so he's going to persevere and again, try and uh, cautiously listen at the next door. But I bet that's probably a next turn sort of action. I'll let you walk across the room and listen. Oh, OK. Can make a perception, Ooh. make it challenging this time. Well, I rolled a four. So Ooh, that's real good. Not not plus anything. Uh, you said it's challenging. Yeah. All right. So that's three success levels. Not that I think anything under a five is an auto success, though, right? Uh, yes, actually. Yeah, I read this rule book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a four, you hear sounds. Not probably not in this room, but clearly in this building. That sound pretty familiar, like fighting. I feel like that's the biggest right. like scapegoaty answer. Like you hear fighting in this building. Like, yeah, I grew up in a house yeah. where my mom and dad fought all the time. Thanks. This isn't new. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the uh, lucky turn. Lucky turn. Um, wow. So I. <sighs> Ugh. Why are you so surprised? I don't know. Like, I should have known that, I suppose, but... You always go after Carl, unless the enemies are faster. Dart those mofos. No, there's a bunch of dwarves here. There's only one. <laughs> a bunch of he won't notice. Here. He probably will. I don't think so. Um, I'm going to kind of wedge myself into this little corner here. And if I can, uh, take a shot at one of those goblins. All right. Can't cast uh, magic around dwarves. They just suck magic in. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. My experience with dwarves has honestly been that they kind of suck. Oh, there we go. I want it to be very clear uh. that I said if I spent a fortune point to reroll that eighty, my next dice roll would have been a seventy-nine. Did I rolled you roll a seventy-nine. Roll the seventy-nine. <laughs> <laughs> so no. from now on, you Yo need to just do that roll right after like even if it doesn't you count. just get it out of the way exactly. no i should have yep. and i almost yep. did i was like i'm gonna call this out and i'm gonna do it yep. and i was like it won't be it there's no way <laughs> that's really funny uh so yeah it goes real wide uh that is like three negative success levels oh the goblin's like ah that seems fair hmm. oh i was just gonna say that you have probably like 30 to 40 dice rolls now before you get to any good ones yeah What's your next one? Roll your dice now. No, it's going to be the good one. But you don't know that. What if it's a 78? No, it's going to be it's going to be in the 20s. I that's what I'm thinking too. Okay, that's why I want to save it. it. Hold on to it. All right. Uh Mina, your initiative is 30 
31. 34. 34? Nerd. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're up. I'm charging in there. Cool. To get into combat with a goblin. Goblin. A goblin, you jump up on the table? Yeah, I'm a... I don't know. I revealed this room, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is clearly the dining room. There's a big dining table in the middle. Um, it's filthy in here. Disgusting. I have the high ground. I'll let you, if you want to jump up on the table and swing down at him. I so that I gives get... you a bonus. Should you get plus 20 for the roll? One for the charge and one for Well, you get an advantage for the charge, for sure. So that's one. Um, I think striking from uh, the high ground just makes it an easier test. Let me find a quick. Wouldn't you have to, like, take a knee on a table to strike a goblin? Isn't that too far lower? <laughs> <laughs> Tim Tebow him, you know? Yeah, I'm going to Tebow this goblin. Well, maybe, I guess it's not. I thought that was in here. Stupid. I'll give you a plus 10. I don't even need it. I got a three. Oh, I got to oppose this, don't I? So that's oh. seven success levels. Oh, wow. You're, you're going to hurt this goblin a lot because I got a lot of negative success levels. Tell me about it. Tell me how many. Tell me why. <laughs> All right. Let's find my goblin stats because I rolled real bad. Oh my God. How are you not ready to play this game? Uh, I have six negative success levels. So that's 14. Sorry, five no. negative success levels. So that's 12. 12. Seven. 12. Strength is three. So 15. Sword is four. Wow. Yeah. So 19. 19. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, Sheesh kebab. Let me see. Which one were you going after? Goblin nine? Sure. This one was unhurt. You did how much? 19? 19. 19. That's, that's how long you guys have been together, right? Mm. Almost, yeah. <laughs> uh, Yeah, you one-shot this goblin. Wow! Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I had to double-check my math like eight times, but yeah. Goblin Put another nine. sticker on the sword, <laughs> baby. That one, you just run in. Oh, man, Mina is pumped. After we gotta find Carl. Happened. I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm impressed. One shot. We saw these goblins are not like wimpy. No, it normally takes one shot from Bruno's gun to kill a whole bunch of them. At yeah. Time. Even yep. then they weren't killing. Them. I think it's yeah, the residual true. power that I felt from just holding his gun. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> like Mina wants some black powder now. All right. Uh, don't forget, you're getting another advantage now. So now I've got you two advantage. Two. Uh, and it is now Gorim's turn. He's going to step up and swing his big old great hammer or that war hammer at this other goblin. Um, not a great roll. Come on, Gorm, let's go. Oh, the goblin rolled worse, though, so he does win that opposed roll because <laughs> the goblin has six negative success levels. He only had one. Uh, so that's a difference of five. So he just smashes this goblin to pieces because that's 16 damage. Oh, wow. Oh no, so it doesn't oh no, this this one dies because it was hurt from the last fight. I rolled for uh healing for it overnight and it didn't quite get back to full, so he does kill it. Oh that's fun. Just let me have my moment of glory, Dan. Come on. You just you're you know, fighting just as well. If no, I not fought better. better. I did more damage. Yeah. Okay, fair, you did, that's true. So. 
I mean, he rolled a 70 something, so. The dwarves can't even jump on the table on a single bound. Right. Yeah. Like They'd have, have to, to climb the on the chair. chair. Yeah. It would have just been embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, he just stepped the one that was closer. He stepped around the table and just swung and. What a roll, 73. So where did he hit it? 37, right arm. So just smashed through its arm and like caved the side of its chest in. Where did Mina hit it? What did you roll? I rolled a three. Oh, geez. So also the right arm. Oh, yeah. So kind of you chop right through where you maybe you stab up under its arm through its like armpit area into its chest to give it the old shish kebab. It did. Uh, Bruno, I yell for Dumpling to get in here now and start these pies. <laughs> and then I'll step through the door to the next room. All uh, right. Moving up to the next door if I have the movement. I think I do. We haven't heard any halflings make clacking oh. sounds, right? No. Are, are those all goblins over there? No. So as you fin- as Bruno steps in this room, the other dwarves rush in as well. Damn it. I wanted to shoot them so bad. They say, oh, well, that worked. We cleared them out. Gorham's like, hmm. And he just kind of points to upstairs. And we'll head upstairs next time. Uh, in 73. We're going to the Damn it, Dumpling, do your job. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this, check out all of our other great stuff over at the network. For example, dropping Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play podcast. Join us as we start off with the Extinction Curse and navigate the world as members of a traveling circus. Also on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got Oh Yeah! Power Phase, a battle report stream live from Bearded Dragon Games, where we go head to head playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. Every Wednesday is Patreon Day over at patreon.com slash professional casual. Every week on the Patreon, you will get new vlogs, bonus content, and a whole slew of other great stuff. Next up on Thursdays, we have a grim podcast of Perilous Adventure, our Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition actual play, where we're playing Through the Enemy Within, widely considered one of the greatest campaigns of all time. If actual plays aren't your jam for roleplaying entertainment, on Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern, we have the grim stream of Perilous Lore where I will be streaming at our Twitch talking about the lore of the old world of Warhammer. Every Friday, get ready, big chuckers, because Elite Eight Showdown is out both as a podcast and on YouTube, where we take a eight subject bracket that could be about anything and everything, pit them against each other and fight them to the death. And you can always hop on over to any of our social media sites and check us out there and get in touch with us if you need to. Over on Twitter, we're at Top Tier Casual. Instagram and Gmail are both The Professional Casual. And then on Facebook and our website, it's uh, Professional Casual. 